What's up, everybody? Welcome to week four of Buddies Talking Tutties. We got a great episode coming at you. Reminder to everybody that's listening, we're all on Spotify and also on Apple Podcasts. You can catch us on either one of those platforms. I'm here with Brandon. Say what's up, my man. What up? We're back. And we have the guest uh, of the week, leader of the Las Vegas Wolf Pack, my man, Jason Burton. You guys, Jason. Woo, woo, woo. Thank you guys for having me. It's going to be great, dude. Pleasure. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the show. I think we want to open up just kind of letting everybody hear a little bit of your insight on kind of how your season's going. Tell us your thoughts about how they've been doing, adjustments you might need to make. Really just the stage is yours, man. Just get it all out in the open. Man, I'll be honest. I really enjoy my team um, in its current conglomeration. Uh, I would have enjoyed it a lot more with a healthy Javante Williams. Yeah. Um, that would have just been, that would have been great. Um, but, uh, I still feel like, you know, I'm a consistent, uh, wide receiver. I really feel like, um, you know, who knows what they're doing in Washington right now. Um, they're up one week down the next, but McLaurin, you know, pretty consistent with his targets and everything, except for last week, which they were garbage, hot garbage last week. Um, so I really feel like I need a wide receiver too. You know, I'm third in the league in points scored right now at um, 401.3. Um, so I'm averaging 100 a week. Um, and uh, I'm third in points against. So uh, I've had 414 points scored against me. Um, so I'm two and two. Uh, I feel like at some point in time, you know, it's, it's really hard to score 110 points and lose. So that was this week. Um, but, uh, I do like my team. Um, uh, maybe, you know, I mean, maybe one or two more moves and I would be pretty content the rest of the season, but I feel like I'm making a good, uh, good push for a playoff position at some point. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, based on draft to now, I mean, I know you've made several moves. We'll talk about trades in just a little bit. Um, do you feel like had you just held off on anything, you'd be better off now, or do you think you've made the right moves to kind of help your success down the stretch? <sighs> I don't know that there's really a move I regret, um, uh, which I would have held tough on. Um, I think the thing that I get the most frustrated with is sometimes when you uh, there's a guy or two you're going after in a trade, and then you kind of – you got to kind of work the rest of it out. And so you just throw some guys in there um, mm -hmm. to kind of even it out. Uh, I think the only thing I really wish I would have waited a little bit longer on is uh, DK. Um, oh, yeah. Because DK is finally starting to, to blossom a little bit. And Gino is, you know, you kind of thought week one was a fluke. But he's, I mean, he's putting it together pretty good. And DK is looking like he's going to catch a lot of balls. I mean, he just doesn't have a touchdown. Um, but He's, he caught a case. Uh, he caught a case of diarrhea last week too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It got carted off for that case too, man. He's gonna be great as long as he can get that IBS under control. That's right. You get IBS. <laughs> just don't eat a Snicker before the game. It'll be great. Exactly, man. Exactly. They're gonna make a commercial out of that or something for sure. Absolutely. Why not? So, hey, man, we got um, a segment just for the league to kind of get to know you a little bit better. Just get in your mind, fantasy wise, um, and we're just gonna call it rapid fire. So what we're going to do is we're going to rattle off like 10 to 12 questions and 
Uh, first thought that comes to your mind. I don't want you to elaborate on anything. Uh, just the first thought that comes to your mind. And we'll just keep going on down the list. Is that good with you? Absolutely. Let's go. Let's make All it right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Here we go. I'm excited about this. Jason Burton, what team owner do you hate playing against the most? Josh Sweat. <laughs> Who's your favorite to win the championship this year? Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say Casey right now. All right. Sleeper pick for the championship. Uh, I'm going to go Tim. Mm-hmm. What's the worst quality you have as a fantasy manager? Um, I give up on guys too quick. What's your best quality? I'm not scared to trade anybody. That's the truth. What player would you sell the farm to get on your fantasy team? I don't know that I would sell the farm, but I would come close. I would do a lot to get Justin Jefferson on my team. Oh, I like it. That's a good pick. What is your favorite spot to draft from? I like anything eight or lower. Oh, okay. What is your pick for the player that is most likely to bust rest of the season? Player most likely to bust mm-hmm. rest of the season. Um, so that means they've got to be doing good right now. Is yeah. that what we're saying? Doing good, call it fool's gold. Bust the rest of the season. Fool's gold. Um, you know, honestly, had they not got injured this week, it would have been uh, Cordell Patterson. Mm. Um, now that he is injured, I would say my fool's goal – uh, call me crazy, um, because he looks really, really good right now. Um, but I'll go Christian McCaffrey, and I know that hurts Bean's heart. <laughs> oh man! But I'll go. Uh, I'll go Christian McCaffrey. Man, he's so, the only thing they got in Carolina. <laughs> I know, but I mean, at some point in time, that knee's going to buckle, and he's going to go out, or Baker's just. They are such it's a dumpster fire, man. Carolina's Dude, dumpster it is fire. bad. It is bad. I was there live. It was bad. It was I mean, you got to see the dumpster fire. Dude, I got to see it. It was I bad. I didn't expect that pick, but that, that's interesting. Okay, yep. next question. If you could change anything about our league, what would it be? I would love to see us go to a dynasty league. Mm. Um, I think it would make the thought process into what we do. Uh, we've got a pretty, you know – Minus, you know, some uh, – we've got a pretty active league, hint, hint, maybe one person. Anyway, um, but uh, <laughs> we have a pretty active league. I wonder who that is. Um, so, I think it would just make it even more important to understand, like, I mean, because um, there's sometimes you trade guys that you know are even going to be keepers next year to try to help your season out this year. But if you're thinking of the long haul, like these guys are going to be on my team for the next five, ten years, you know, down the road, because we we've been doing this a long time, um, I think it'll make it incredibly interesting. Agreed. That would be very interesting. Okay, in your opinion, who is the NFL goat? Uh, it's, it's too complicated of a question. Um, mm, just because first off. I, I think you got to do it by position. First thought, who's first, when you think NFL, who's the face? Who's the goat in your mind? I, I, I don't know. I guess it's got to be Tom Brady. Mm, yeah, I mean, I mean, come on. Who wouldn't say that? All right. What's your favorite sport outside of football? 
to watch or play? Play. Golf. Golf. To watch. Uh, to watch is basketball. Okay. And speaking of golf, final round or final question of rapid fire, lowest score you've ever shot in a round of golf? From the white tees, the lowest score I've ever shot in a round of golf is 68. Oh, that's a pretty good round. Hey, we're going to transition now. We had one of the most active weeks on the trade market, I think, in the history of this season. 41 players were traded through seven different transactions last week. I'm pretty sure that's a lead record. You ever remember it being anything like that? Before? I've never seen anything like that 24-hour period in my life. Dude, it was it was crazy. And so, it all started with what me and Jake did on Tuesday. And then just is opened what the floodgates. Which is what I was about to say. We could arguably thank you and Jake for this because you guys were the domino that knocked them all over. Like, once y'all did your trade, and that was while we were doing last week's podcast, everything just started flooding in. It was insane. Um, but, Jason, you got a reputation for being one of the most active in the leagues when it comes to trades. So I want to ask you real fast, um, what is the worst trade in the history of our league that you've ever made? I mean, it's it's close. It's close. I did trade for uh, Jamal Charles a year before he ripped his ACL and pretty much never played again. I gave up a lot to get him. Um, But I would say the worst trade in my fantasy career, uh, because I still made the playoffs this year, and got destroyed by the team I made the trade with in the playoffs. Oh, man, um, that hurts. But uh, it's when I decided that there was no possible way that Todd Gurley could keep up his pace and basically gave Robin uh, her championship um, by trading her Todd Gurley and watched him average 20 points a game uh, mm-hmm. for the rest of the season after that. Oh, yeah. Good gosh. That's a heartbreaker. He was Let's, a flip it. That year. Let's flip it. What's the best trade you've ever made? Uh, it would be my first championship year, uh, which was 09. I was part of a three-team trade. I was two and five. Um, in the three-team trade, uh, I had the best quarterback at the time in the league with Drew Brees. And I ended up trading Drew Brees. A couple of the guys, I can't remember the guys I traded, but I remember the guys I got um, out of the trade. I netted a uh, struggling at the time, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he was like fifth or sixth quarterback at that time. Ended up being the first overall quarterback after that, though. He played lights out the rest of the year. I think that may have been the year they won the Super Bowl. It may have um, been the year he said relax, too. Yeah. And then I ended up getting uh, <laughs> Steven Jackson, who was kind of doing like the Austin Eckler thing <laughs> right now, like underperforming con- completely towards the end of his career. And then he blew it up the rest of the season. Um and I got Andre Johnson in the trade and ended up pairing it with a team of um, Chris Johnson, the year he ran for 2,000 yards. Oh. Um, Ray Rice, his breakout year. So his, his, his sophomore year, it would have been his sophomore year in the league. Um, and then that same week on waivers, I ended up picking up Jamal Charles right after Larry Johnson got injured. Um, and then Jamal Charles was – insane the rest of the season mm-hmm. and so i ended up not losing the game the rest of the year going eight and five and then destroying everybody in the playoffs wow man that you did some good trading that year for sure how many trades are you up to this year do you know off the top of your head <sighs> you give me one second i'll probably tell you um just curious let's take a look 
at some of the trades that came through last week, and we'll start with your trade. Uh, and obviously, we can't dissect every one of these because we'd be here all night, but we're just going to give a brief overview of each. You can offer a quick thought, and then we'll say, you know, who won it, who lost it, or was it a break-even? So, first trade, it was the one you and Jacob sent through last Wednesday. It was uh, you send Kyle Pitts, Rashad Bateman, Mike Williams, James Robinson, and you receive Michael Thomas, Devin Singletary, Tyreek Hill, and Jeff Wilson Jr. Tell me what you're thinking about it one week later. Uh, I feel amazing about it. I'm absolutely phenomenal about it. Um, okay. Kyle Pitts got what? Two two points? I think he got uh, two yeah. points. One catch. Yeah. That was it. One catch, two points. Yeah. Bateman had a terrible game, I'm pretty sure. Um, Williams had a really, really good game. Uh, mm-hmm. And he will continue probably to do so until Keenan Allen comes back. Right. Um, James Robinson had a back-to-earth game. He, yeah, he had, he had his worst game of the year. Yeah. Wow. And so that, Tyree that really good. Tyreek had 15. Uh, Michael Thomas is injured. He gets healthy. He's went fine. Uh, Singletary had a pretty good game. And Wilson Wilson was a yard away from having a monster game uh, mm-hmm. this week. So, I like touchdown, it. yeah. Yeah, definitely one week removed. It, it definitely – I got to be honest, I was one of your biggest haters on this trade. But one week removed, I mean, it looks like you're a freaking genius. So, not to mention, Tua goes down. And who knows, with this high – around his concussion, how long he'll be gone. They're going to take it really, really conservative approach on him returning. But, dude, Teddy Bridgewater still looked good getting Tyreek Hill the ball. He did. Tyreek, I mean, had a monster game without having a touchdown, too. So, Right. So, so winners, losers. Um, I'm going to say it helps both teams. Obviously, I still think Kyle Pitts can turn it around. Um, I'm going to say break even. I was more of a Jacob one last week, but I think I'm going to break even now. Yeah, I uh, dude, I think I think uh, Jason won this after a week removed. I think he, I think he won. I think I'm gonna go Jason. I would probably say break even with a slight lean in my direction. Um, I, I do think that Williams and James Robinson are gonna still have really, really good years. Oh yeah. Um, but Pitts, man, I, and I hate it because I'm an Atlanta fan, but I just, I just don't understand what. What doing. is going on there? I mean, y'all too, y'all like Atlanta. What's going on with Pitts? Like, y'all see the games. What? Well, I mean, Mariota only cl- com- completed seven passes this week. That was so, I mean, like, There I is someone need, working Baker Mayfield. I think, yeah, there is. I think we need Desmond Ritter <laughs> really fast because I don't think he's going to be any worse than Mariota, and it could go ahead and start getting him some reps. But. So go ahead and go ahead and do the Pittsburgh thing and just rip the Band-Aid off. What you're rip saying. the Band-Aid off and just let it bleed for a minute. It'll all be better in a, in a few weeks, but. We do play Tampa this week, so I mean, like, uh, if we beat Tampa, we're leading the division, which is insane. That is crazy, but obviously not sustainable. Tampa, Tampa's going to rebound. Got it. Well, we'll go to the next trade, man. Uh, Rodney, this is your trade with uh, Casey. Um, you give up DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, George Kittle, and Russell Wilson, and in return, you get Clyde Zellweger, Josh Allen, and T.J. Hawkinson. What mm-hmm. do you think, man? Um, I think one week removed from this trade, uh, I really like the way my team looks. And, and I understand Russell Wilson, he came and balled out. Uh, but Josh Allen's Josh Allen. I'd rather have him rest of season, let's be honest. Um, that offense is just rolling, and there's still a lot of question marks about the consistency in Denver's offense. Um, I definitely don't like George Kittle, especially after last week. Uh, he didn't look good. 
he did not look good. Hawkinson blew up, but that was with a bunch of holes in the offense. So that was that's definitely an anomaly there. And Clyde, man, I thought Clyde was fool's gold. Um, I was just taking him to get an RB back. Uh, but, dude, after that game against Tampa Bay and their number one rush defense, I really like him rest of the season. So I think it's a break even. I honestly do. I think Pachinko helps him out a ton, dude. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of push for him to be a good running back now that he's got somebody pushing him. Yeah. Yeah, that does help. Yeah, this morning I heard a guy, he's saying that Clyde's Edward Lair, every 11 touches he scores a touchdown. That is ridiculous. That's insane. That's – yeah. just count it, man. One, two oh, – Pretty good ratio. 11, here we go. Yeah, and that's – if Russ if – he, if he mellows out like I think he will – um, and D-Swift is D-Swift. I think it's going to be a break-even by the end of the season. Yeah, I think it'll be a break-even. And yep. T.J. Hawkinson, holy cow, man. Dude, that's... Yeah, the only, he's the only reason I even had a chance at winning against Mitchell this week. But... Yeah, he went off. Anyways, so Jason, what do you think about it? I'll be honest with you. I'll probably give um, – I think the only thing I would ask is, like, is there ever a scenario you see yourself keeping Josh Allen? Like, is he a keeper at the end of the season? And I would just say in the long haul, I think both Williams and Swift could arguably be keepers. Um, Jamal and Swift? Bro, Jamal Williams is so good. I don't know he, if that's ever been the case. So, so good. And Detroit's not the same Detroit that yeah. they have been. So yeah. I think you could argue that they could end up both being keepers at the end of the year, maybe. Wow. I mean, there's and a of scenario. The two, he's the healthiest most of the time. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, I mean, he looked the last, really honestly, the last three weeks, Jamal Williams has looked really good. Um, and so, but I don't know. I would say that for this season, I'd say he's close to chalk, but um, I'd probably give Casey the upside just on the idea that both of those guys could be keepers. Gotcha. Uh, so, let uh, me give you some background to this next one. Okay. okay. So um, one th- that night that all these trades were going down, Tim texted me. He was wanting Mark Andrews all day. And um, he texted me. He's like, hey, man, if I go get A.J. Brown, would it make it any better? I said, yeah, it'd be more enticing for sure. So I told him I was at a men's meeting uh, at church. And he was like, okay. Well, he went to work. And by the time I got out of church, I was like, yeah, man, if you throw in Knox with A.J. Brown, I think I'd be more apt to do it. And he's like, okay, man, well, I think I got something working. And then literally like 30 minutes later, this trade drops. And and, um, then that's how you get this trade that happened to where he got A.J. Brown. But you can break it down, and then we'll go from there. So um, Tim trades CeeDee Lamb, Nick Chubb, Allen Robinson, and in return, he gets Dalvin Cook, A.J. Brown, and uh, the handcuff to Cook, Alexander Madison. So continue with your thoughts on it since you've already started the process there, Brandon. Yeah, um, I, I actually – man, I'm surprised he gave up he, he gave up Chubb for it, um, which uh, kind of shocked me. C.D. played really well this week. He looks really good with uh, Mr. Cooper Rush. Um, <laughs> Uh, he looks really good there, but um, overall, I I like uh, Casey's upside on the trade. I think he got a little bit more uh, mm-hmm. knowing what happened after the trade, because after the trade, he loses AJ Brown, so it 
It's almost like you traded those three for Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, essentially, before my trade went down with him. I'll be honest, hearing the logic that he wanted Mark Andrews makes this trade make a lot more sense to me because yeah, just same. on the outside looking in, it made zero sense to me. Um, but knowing that he wanted to pull the other trade off and there was already conversation beforehand, like it makes – to me, I think that makes way more sense. Um, I uh, I mean, I, I, I think at the end of the day, outside of – um, outside of AJ Brown, um, I think I'd much rather have everybody that um, Casey ended up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it surprised me that he gave Nick Chubb away as hard as that boy's been running all season, especially with Jacoby Brissett. Not that he's looked bad, but imagine how much more. Um, Insane that offense will be when Deshaun Watson comes to ball out. So, Are you saying Jacoby Brissett has not looked bad? Is that what I just heard you say? I don't think he's looked bad. He hasn't oh. looked bad. I mean, I can tell you a couple quarterbacks that's looked bad, Jason. Yeah, they, they, they definitely <laughs> occupy <laughs> like, Carolina, Carolina side of things for sure. Like, I mean, I don't. I I think he could have looked much worse. Uh, I think he looked he serviceable. Been. I don't know that I would say is a good word. Yeah, serviceable is a great word. I'm saying if Nick Chubb has been doing what he's been doing with Brissett, imagine how much better it gets. I think Brissett lost them the game against Atlanta. Uh, I think I think he was the major reason they didn't win that game. Um, sure. Yeah. But uh, so so yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but, but on fantasy level, I mean, on Nick Chubb's production level, he still looks great. Yeah. I so, mean, he's, he's averaging 100 yards a game. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, CeeDee Lamb has really shocked me with Cooper Rush. So, um, even before this week went down, I still think Casey won that trade. Brandon, what, what trade are we going to next? Is there... uh, We're going we're, we're gonna to do my trade with him because then okay. that makes more sense for the next trade. So, okay. my trade with him, with him was uh, I got A.J. Brown and Dawson, and Dawson Knox, and I traded away Mark Andrews. Um, a week after, it looked pretty good, but, I mean, Mark Andrews was play, playing in the rain against uh, the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. It's a really good defense. Mark Andrews is going to come back. I mean, he's Mark Andrews. Um, he did have a really, really bad week at 1.5 points, which you rarely would ever see against Mark An- with Mark Andrews. Um, but I like the stacks on both sides. Um, I really think it's more of a toss-up um, on that trade. So, um, mm-hmm. But it makes more sense if he gave away. So, essentially, his trade would look like um, he got um, Mark Andrews, Dalvin Cook, and Alexander Madison gotcha. in the whole deal. Yeah. So I think it's a break even. Okay. Jason, what do you think? Yeah, I'd say it's chalk. And I as well. Moving on, we have – Jason again. Let's do Jason again. Yeah, we have your second trade of the week right yep. here where you send Devin Singletary, George Pickens, and Justin Herbert – over to Josh for Travis Etienne, Tom Brady, and Kareem Hunt. How do you feel about it now? Um, Herbert looked healthy, which was kind of what I was banking against. Um, I And I was also banking on the fact that I don't think a Brady with a full-fledged offense is going to be that much less than Herbert. Um, so I think they're pretty much chalk. And I think that 
Hunt and Etienne are better than um, Singletary and Pickens. Um, well, I mean, until Kenny Pickett starts playing, Pickens look pretty good. <laughs> Dude, um, which I mean, like he was I have Pickens. I have four fantasy football teams, and I have Pickens in every league. Um, but uh, so I mean, I was banking on him being good. Um, but uh, I, I think. Um, I think Josh got what he wanted in a solid start guy. Mm. He didn't have that in Brady. Brady mm. looked more like Brady on Sunday. Yeah, he um, got his weapons back. So I feel like, you know, I would give myself a slight edge in that trade. Um, okay. But that would be it. I would say pretty close. Pretty yeah, close. I, I was mad at you last week for giving him Herbert. Um, I thought you could – hurt him more by letting him keep that hole in his roster. But one week removed, Brady would have gotten 25 points anyways, and he looks a lot better. He'd have had to stack with Mike Evans. I like it. I think it's more of a break even um, just because I had more faith in Kareem Hunt than I do Getting now coming into the season. Um, I thought it would it would look a lot better on his numbers. But, I mean, he comes out with a hot week one, and then he's just kind of looked very pedestrian since then. Um so for that matter, I mean, I think think I would rather have Hunt, but at this point, him and Devin Singletary look like a wash. So as long as Brady's got his weapons, I think he's going to hang in there tit for tat with Herbert. But uh, the wild card is is Pickens, like you said. So at this point, I don't know how that'll play out. Well, I mean, but... Josh dropped Pickens, so yeah, he did. Is... He he dropped him. Which... <laughs> he did. If any of you guys would like to pick him up this week, <laughs> hey, <laughs> we're at the bottom of the waiver orders, so you never know. <laughs> Go get Georgie there. Um, I think I might be picking pickings. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, I think Travis Etienne at some point in time has to start getting carries, more carries in Jacksonville. It's going to happen. He and, does. He does. Um, yeah. That's a shocker just this year. If you were looking at the outset, you would think Etienne would have got more. Um, we did outpace, uh, you know, Robinson this week. But, I mean, they, that running game was – they. I mean – Philly's defense is unreal. It so, is, dude. They're good. They're it, good. It's hard to even to, it's hard to even project anyone's rest of season after they play Philly. They're a tough run D. Yep. So, uh, Brandon, what's your take on this trade? Uh, I think it's pretty much like you guys were saying. I think it's pretty even swap uh, all the way down the board. I do like overall. I like the ceiling of um, Jason's side better. Like I think I think their floor is a little bit higher than the other the other ones, except for Herbert. I think Herbert's floor is a little higher than Tom Brady's. Um, but I do like Hunt's potential and Etienne Jr. I like both of their ceilings when they if they get more touches. Um, I think Devin Singletary, I mean, he's um he he does subpar weeks, but I mean it's a it's a fluctuation. One week he's Great. Next week he's subpar, but I like I like uh, Jason's side of it better. Gotcha. And I think we're moving to the last one of the week. This is kind of like your rebound, Brandon, from trading away Mark Andrews, try to get another tight end. So you send Tyler Conklin and Amari Cooper over to Jake for Zach Ertz and Cam Akers. How do you feel about that today? Well, I feel good about it. I like the 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 upside with Ertz. Um, I think he gives me a better shot than any of the other tight ends I had on my team. 
Um, and I did see him score a touchdown against Carolina Sunday. So that was <laughs> up close and personal. <laughs> up close and personal. Um, and I did see that he was uh, Kyler Murray was looking his way quite a bit. So mm-hmm. um, that gives me hope for the future. Uh, Cam Akers, I don't know what's going on in that backfield in, in L.A. Um, I probably could have had better options if I went to a different trade. But, um, but yeah, so, but I do like Ertz. I think Ertz is going to be a solid top top six tight end for the rest of the year. All right. Hey, let's move to recaps. So, first off, we're going to start off with uh, Red Solo Cup and Cooking with Lamar. What do you think about that matchup, Rodney, and go? Well, coming in, I had picked – Tim to win this game, uh, but like we said last week, all bets were off after like 41 players were traded, so yeah. <laughs> these teams aren't even really the same. I do think it's comical that uh, the Game Changers for Casey's team were the guys that Tim gave him, so he Absolutely. really got destroyed by the players he gave to Casey. So that was the Game Changer. That was the one that decided this game. Yep. Jason? It's interesting. Um, I don't even know – you know, I, I was looking at it. Um, it. It is it, it is for sure because you got Lamb and Chubb both went off. Um, but uh, Tim lost by a lot of points. <laughs> I mean, he lost by almost 40 points. So, I mean, like, even if you throw that back in there, it's it's still, you know, I mean, it's, it's closer to even at that point. He probably yeah. starts um, – I don't know if he starts Dobbins or not because who knows what Dobbins was going to be before that time. But, um, I mean, it's close. Yeah. I, I went into the week thinking that Casey was going to win and Casey ended up winning. So there you go. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm shocked at the week. I, I might be more shocked at the fact is where is JT this year? That might be my most shocked out of the whole matchup is where's JT? When is he going to show up? When is he going to come back? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I don't think Lamar's going to have a week like he had last week. Um, he just played a really good defense. Um, yeah. but uh, but yeah, all the way down the board with Casey, man, he had guys who just was solid, like absolutely solid. Um, yeah, I didn't so. help Tim out much either because the two guys I gave Casey also went off. <laughs> how many how many fumbles does Jonathan Taylor have this year? One fumble and one fumble was lost. So. That is gotcha. his 2022 total so far. Well, I mean, he's got to he's got to come around eventually. I don't. That offensive line's garbage, and no one thought it was going to be garbage going into right. the year. We thought that um, was the strongest ones in the league. It is awful, and poor Matt Ryan. I mean, Matt Ryan. I know, I know, we bash on Matt Ryan, but like, the thought was he's going to go to a place with a great offensive line and be able to mm-hmm. excel. Yep. That offensive line is garbage. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess so now, never change. Yeah, so now we're going to run to Barkley's Brawlers and Prison Mike's Dementors. Uh, so, Jason, I'm going to start off with you. Where did you see this matchup going, and how do you think it actually fo- unfolded? Uh, I honestly thought going into the week that Jake was going to win the game, mm-hmm. um, particularly after Burrow had a good Thursday night showing. I really thought it was Jake's game to lose. Yeah. Um, but – I, I mean, I am incredibly shocked week in and week out with how well Shaquan does. Um, <laughs> Dude. So that blows me away. Um, and, you know, their bench, too. I mean, they, they you know, I traded them uh, Olav and um, 
you know, Jimmy's got a sneaky good team. They've he got does. Really, he really does. His team is legit. Team. Dude, he's got Algier on the bench, which he might be a stud the next couple of weeks. He's definitely flex consideration going forward. 100%. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he's got Kamara on the bench. Man, that's – Well, he didn't play this week. so Yeah, yeah but who travels with the – I had Kamara in another league. Who travels all the way to London and then don't play? Bro, that guy's injured on a level that I don't think they're really talking about. Dude, um, yeah, he might be. He's not the same guy this year. No. He is uh, – he's injured, I think. Um, Who knows, dude? They may be hear- hearing some stuff about his trial. I mean, there's, there's, so many, there's so many things that are going in with that. If yeah. homie was smart, if he was really smart, he'd have been like, bro, you banged up this year anyways. You might as well not appeal it. Go ahead and serve your time, and you knock out two birds with one stone. You get healthy, and you serve your suspension. Yeah. Now he's not going to play any this year, it looks like, because his injuries. Mm-hmm. And he ain't play next year. Hey, you that know team's a dumpster should... fire, too. That team is a dumpster fire. So, uh, Rodney, what you think, man? Oh, man. I honestly don't even remember who I picked to win it. I think I picked Jake last week, and then the trade happened. I was like, ah. But um, I want to say I picked Jimmy because I was making a big deal about his team and how much depth he had. So I'm going to just assume I picked Jimmy, thinking he would win going into this week. He didn't disappoint. His depth came to play. I still think better days are ahead for James Conner, but he's got so many guys that can carry the load and get him to 100 points. And rule of thumb, if you can if you can get to 100 points, you're going to win more often than not. Unless you're, no, that doesn't always apply to you, Jason. <laughs> we'll get there in a minute. But general rule: if you can, if you can get a team around that can consistently put up a hundred points, you're going to have a good season. He's got several guys that can pop off and get him to that point. So I just think it boils down to this inconsistent look on on Jake's team, which I really think is a result of. I mean, you had St. Brown not playing. He's obviously a big hitter. Tua. Um, well, he's got him or Joe Burrow, so that, that's a wash either way. Um, but Najee Harris needs to step up. I said this last week. I'll say it again. Hopefully, with Kenny Pickett, that does turn around. He needs some consistency there. Didn't think James Robinson was going to come out that flat. But I just think it's it's going to boil down every week against, you know, anybody that plays Jimmy. They're going to have they're gonna have to have a roster that has as many firecrackers as he does. Yep. He's, got a, he's got a solid team top to bottom. Yeah, um, I uh, I think it's a, it was a really good game, most part. But I think Debo, Debo was the guy. He he finally, he finally became uh, the Debo we all know last night against a pretty good, pretty good defense. Uh, he shrugged off a Jalen Ramsey tackle like it was a dish rack, um, and just <laughs> kept running. Um, it it looked pretty funny actually. Uh, so. Um, but yeah, Saquon, he's been a, he's been a stud all year, man. Um, except for that one game in Carolina, I mean at, against Carolina, he's he's been really close to a hundred. He's averaging a hundred a game, yeah. or right at ninety. I mean, he's yeah, he's averaging at least a hundred a game right now. So he's a stud. So I mean, I don't know who I picked either, but I mean, I like I like uh, uh, Barkley's Brawlers a lot. Um, they they got some guys that can play, and when your defense scores twenty one points, I mean, come on. Yeah. So, uh, so next we're gonna go. Um, we're gonna go. We're gonna go run CMC and Las Vegas Wolfpack. I'm gonna start off with Rodney. Okay. Um, 
because I'm gonna leave Jason for last because I want to hear what he has to say. Um, so Rodney, uh, what what's your what's your thoughts, man, about the recap? Got a big hole in my heart for Jason here, um, and I'm sure he'll kind of echo this. But to score 110 points and lose a game is a heartbreaker in any fantasy format, but especially in a league as competitive as ours, he could very easily this year be four and zero. Yeah. So that stinks. He has he has a lot of heavy hitters too, which got to be honest, I. I didn't expect two big weeks this early on in the season from Miles Sanders, but he's proved me wrong. I hope he keeps that up. Um, but acquiring Tyreek Hill definitely was a big win. Um, Jeff Wilson, I was surprised he came out that strong against LA's run D. Um, Javante's, we'll talk about that later, but um, filling that gap is, I mean, I don't know that Melvin Gordon seamlessly gives him a good transition and holds his weight, but – it just, I mean, Josh, Josh is Josh, man. We've talked about how deep he is multiple weeks in a row now. Um, Mike Evans getting hot. It's kind of ingenious um, trading Jason Tom Brady because if Tom Brady goes off, more than likely Mike Evans is going off with him. That's his touchdown threat, his red zone producer, and that's exactly what happened. So that kind of washed out his QB there. And he's got, he's got big players, man. I mean, it just boils down to it. JJ goes off. You got Mike Evans going off. You got four – Four or five guys that just had big days. And then his kicker chips in 13 points. I mean, it's a lot. Both teams played amazing. Um, probably the game of the week. And it, it's unfortunate that either team had to lose because either one of them would have beat everybody else in the league. Yeah, yeah. It was a really good game. Um, yeah, I think last-minute touchdowns from McCaffrey um, hurt them. Uh, garbage time. And then, you know, I mean, Justin Jefferson just decided, hey, I don't care who's guarding me, Marshawn Lynch or who. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, he he just went off, and um, but I do I do there is like positivity in this that Jason, man, you're going to be someone to reckon with throughout the rest of the season every week. Uh, I think you got a solid team. It's just you would expect McLaurin to do a little bit better than two of fifteen. So I mean, um, so there's there's hope. There's light at the tunnel. Um, if you didn't trade for D, if you kept DK, you might you might have won this week. But that's that's neither here nor there. I wouldn't have started him. <laughs> well, I mean, I, really, I, I, wouldn't have, yeah. I wouldn't have started. You him might, yeah, you probably wouldn't have. You're probably right. Um, but uh, Jeff Wilson, he came to play. I mean, he he went off. If like you said. One yard away, he would have had a monster week. So I got a correction real quick. Yep. They, they would have beat every team except Casey. Jason scored one point less. Just wanted to correct that. You got you to gotta just put that knife in a little harder? Sorry, sorry. Just wanted to be right. correct on my facts there. But, yeah, uh, Jason, go ahead, man. Let us know. Tell us. This is my second loss being in the top three scores uh, in the league for the week. So, that, that does suck. Um uh, Javante going down really, really, really stinks. Um, you know, I think I am an accurate Matt Stafford throwing to Tyler Higby. I mean, he had three, three times in in the end zone that he did not get him the football. He either threw it behind, he threw it behind him twice, and threw it over him once. Um, 
So I think, you know, uh, and then, you know, Wilson gets down there. They get down to the one. They give him the ball one time. And then they end up kicking a field goal. They get stuffed the rest of the time. But uh, um, he gets in from the one there. I mean, it's it, we're talking a different scenario at that point. Mm-hmm. But um, I like the way my team's playing. Um, I, I just – I really – Really would love to have a better wide receiver too, um, and I think, you know, at least for the next three to four weeks, for even five weeks, they're they're saying Mitchell's still not doing great on his timetable to return for San Francisco, and Jeff Wilson Jr. runs hard. Um, he is a hard, hard runner, so I like him moving forward. Um, I just got to get consistent play. I think Michael Thomas can fill that slot, but he's got to get healthy. Um, yeah. He's got to get healthy. And uh, I, I, I don't mind throwing a Kareem Hunt in there for a flex. Um, eventually those touchdowns will come with everything else. Sure. But, yeah, it just it is what it is. Yep. Yeah, Agreed. Man. So then we'll go from there to Saban, interns, and X marks the spot. This is my matchup. I'll start off at the get. Man, his running backs just played better than mine. Um, and uh, even though Eckler went off finally, yeah, Eckler, Eckler was Eckler. Um, but dude, uh, Josh Jacobs uh, even upped Eckler by uh, half a point uh, against Denver, which I didn't see at the beginning of the week. Nobody. That's why. I, that's why I felt comfortable. About no, everybody lo- left Josh Jacobs for dead. Dude. I really that, liked it. I was like, man, I think I got this when I saw my lead, you know, at the near the end of like I was already at not close to 90 and then the game hit and I was like, holy cow, who's Josh Jacobs? No, I was getting, I know who he is, but um, I was like, man, what's going on? Uh, he, he did play a monster game against Denver, which I didn't see. But other than that, I like I like how my team performed mostly except for my uh, running back two position and my flex. I mean, DJ is killing me. He's not playing in my flex this week. so um, And I might just not even play a running back two. Um, I might have a better shot. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, so, um, but, yeah, go ahead. Whoever wants to go next. I'm getting more and more impressed with Austin's team, uh, mainly because of how they were just so dead the first few weeks or first two weeks, and then they just kind of woke up. If Derrick Henry and Jacobs can continue to do this, um, it really affords him the luxury of not needing to count on many other players. Um, I still think Zeke's a problem. Uh, Thankfully, he didn't listen last week because maybe he would have switched Drake London with Zeke, and that might have – I don't know calculation-wise if that would have cost him the game, but it would have got a lot tighter. But um, I like your team, Brandon. I'm glad you didn't trade away Eckler. I know you had a lot of uh, people coming after him, but very glad you held on to that rock star because you'd be really feeling some kind of bad if you let him go Yeah. after the week he had. But I think um, Jalen Hurts, that Jacksonville defense is legit. That team is legit. And to hold him to only 16 points after the start he's had, I think that was kind of a game changer for you because you've been getting better production yeah. out of that. And side note, they did take away a touchdown from AJ Brown, which would have got me the it would have got me the win this week because Hurts and AJ Brown one touchdown is like what? Yeah, that's a that's a swing right there. Yep. So, so, yep. Jason, what you got? I had left 
Josh Jacobs for dead. I, I really thought he was going to be garbage going forward. Um, Derrick Henry had to rebound. I mean, he's just too good to not, and they're just too heavy on the run. Uh, but moving forward, man, there's still a lot of holes. There's a lot of question marks. Like, uh, Waller hadn't been Waller. Um, mm-hmm. Zeke's garbage. Um, and, you know, once once Hop comes back, what does what does Hollywood Brown look like? You know? Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of questions. Uh, he has a lot of good depth, though. I mean, like, I, I, I like London. I like Keenan Allen. Um, but I, going into this week, I would have thought that Elps marks the spot was an easy two, two. Um, and I, you know, it's just, it's, it is the way the cookie crumbles. You've got to do something about that running back two position though. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, 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 it's definitely, it it is what killed you this week. Um, Yeah. Agreed. Which I could have put Edmonds in, but I still would have lost. But it would have been a little bit better. So last one of the recaps, and then we'll move into a different segment real quick. Uh, I think it's my game. So it is your game, my friend. Me versus Mitchell, uh, Adams Bomb, and Thexual Thielen. Um, I am heartbroken that I go for another loss here because moving into the Monday night game, I was two points down, and. Everything in me thought LA's defense is going to get two points. Surely they can get a pick or recover a fumble or get two sacks, whatever. Anything, you know. Whatever combination. <laughs> you, I mean, there's countless combinations that could have got me two points. And they did jack squat. I mean, it was so hard to watch it. But truthfully, um, I shouldn't have even been in this game. Hawkinson just had an outrageous performance. He did. That was get me in it. My, it just goes back to show that my team is very inconsistent. Um, I am going to be plugging CEH in rest of season. And, I mean, that would have won the game. There's so many different combinations I could have won the game with. But um, Pittman, has, that just that indie offense has let me down. And uh, I took a flyer on Pollard because he's looked great. I mean, who would have thought he'd only – he didn't even score one point. I mean, that was kind of a letdown. So, on the other side of the ball, Mitchell's – one of the top scoring, if not the top scoring team in the league right now. I think he is. I think he he's is top number one. Team. Yep. So he's been putting up big games week after week. And he's got a solid team from top to bottom. So if I'm gonna lose to anybody, um I'd I'd rather it be a guy that's just backing it up every single week and, and has you know, it's not a flute with his team. So I'm fine with that. Got it. Um yeah man, I thought um I'm I'm surprised Josh Allen came out with the game he had, considering the first half that he had in that game against Baltimore. Yeah, but he came back. He came back strong for you. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, you, I was I was rooting for you, man. I thought I thought you had it in the bag. Rams could have done at least something, you know, the defense, but they didn't do nothing. Jack and squat. Um, and they played actually really good offenses, which is surprising. They played Buffalo. In week one, and they even got six points. I mean, that's one of the best offenses in the league, and they just couldn't mm. come away with anything. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's just shocking. Um, it's not a heartbreak. But uh, we'll, we'll come up to the matchups next week, and it looks like you got a really good shot of, of getting out of that goosehead column. So. Yeah, let's um, hope so. Uh, what do you think, Jason? 
Uh, I think Mitchell has the best name team of anybody in the league. He really does, <laughs> man. Uh, I just think about, you know, when I get that feeling, I need that sexual feeling, you know. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I, you know, we actually had a conversation, me and him, about uh, he was 100% not wanting to play the Bucks D. Um, and uh, he talked about what happened. And I just made the statement to him that I had the Colts defense and two of the leagues, and they've been playing pretty good. Um, Tennessee obviously woke up this week, but um, at the end of the day, uh, did you pick up? No, you didn't. You, you've had the Rams all year, right? Yeah. Rodney? Um, I actually, I swapped them. I had the Bengals. After, after week draft. one. Yeah. In week one, I got the Rams. It's just funny that, like, that, honestly, at the end of the day, the decision on the defenses is what, what made the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh I mean, it was, it, was, it was a good decision on Mitchell. I mean, you know, uh, other than that, I mean, it would have been <laughs> Hawkinson. Dude, those garbage time touchdowns to make that kind of a game at the end of it there was – that was crazy because he went from – I remember looking at – he had like 11 points, and then he had 31. I was like, what the crap happened, you know? <laughs> but uh, it, it, was, it, was an, it was an interesting game. I would have thought – 100% you got two points out of the Rams D, though. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. But, I mean, you got you got, you got got a lot to plug in, though. I mean, you know, you got, uh, you got Judy, which Wilson, I mean, they, they at least throwing the football, they look good. Yeah. Um, and then you got. You got Damian Harris, who's been a monster. Yeah, I mean, you got a lot of things going for you. So, who knows? Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna show the league what it looks like to go from worst to first. Mark my I words. hear you. It's happening. Hey man, you know what? wishful thinking. I'm 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 calling it right here right now. So. You're calling it right here. So October the fourth. Hold on at ten twenty eight. Whatever time it is. Ten twenty eight. We're making the call. We're going from worst to first. Worst to first. It's worst to oh, first. Man. I've got to come back towards the end of the season. We've got to relive this one. I feel it. All right. <laughs> I feel this call. Put it on the board, man. It's happening. I want to come back the week that you're eliminated from playoff contention. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have you back on in week six. How about that? <laughs> the way it's looking right now. Oh, man. Anyways, hey, we got a new segment we're going to do, which I'm excited about. It's called 180 Player of the Year. So last week we did MVP player or way too early MVP picks. This week we're going to do 180 Player of the Year, which is the players that have underperformed so far but will rebound strong. So we're not technically comeback, but definitely turnaround players of the year. So we're going to get each one of our opinions on who that player is in each major category. And we're going to start out with QB. And we're going to start out with you, Jason. Uh, I'm on, I'm on my current court, quarterback, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, 180 player of the year. Okay. Um, I'm going to say uh, Russell Wilson. It's, I mean, it's about – I mean, he's got to figure it out in Denver. I think he might have come close last week, but we'll see. I agree. I had him on my list as well. Right now he's QB 13, well outside of where people expected him to be at. But rest of the season, he has no red matchups. That means top 10 defenses against QBs in fantasy scoring. He has, in fact, several bottom half half defenses on the docket. So I think he rebounds big time. Okay. Uh, Running back, I'm going to go first this one. I'm going to call Dalvin Cook. He is RB24 right now. He's faced three tough run Ds so far this year, 
and rest of season, he's got a very favorable schedule. So I see a big turnaround coming. Who do you got, Brandon? Um, I, I'm going to go with my guy, Eckler. He's turned it around, around last week, but he's been subpar in standard leagues, and PPR leagues have been a different story. But uh, in standard leagues, he's been pretty rough. So I'm, I'm going to stick with Eckler. I think, I think there's more to come from him the rest of the year. So I'm going to go with him. Um, I'm just gonna go with Derrick Henry. I mean that that offense has looked so bad. It really looked like they feel like they got it together against what I thought was going to be a tough matchup for them defensively this week. I don't know if it just I'm I'm buying way too much into what the Colts were last year compared to what they're doing this year because uh, we're still early in the season. It's four games in, you know. But uh, Henry had not looked like Derrick Henry. I mean, you know, you're talking about a guy that was putting up. Yeah. What do you have two? He had a 40-point game last year, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he like crazy early last year. I mean, like, so I think before he got injured last year, he was a monster. Um, and I think he'll get back towards that direction um, moving on forward. I think last year, even with all the weeks he had out, he still finished as running back 18. He was still top 20. So I'm going to put this into perspective just to show how much of a monster Derrick Henry is. We're talking about the guy that is right now position ranked number five, being a 180 player of the year. <laughs> I mean, that just shows how much is expected out of him. Like, if you're saying, oh, he's, he's only fifth in the standings, he's going to have a turnaround from this point forward. And That's I think be scary. And I think a dark horse in that one, I looked at it. I think Najee Harris, I think he's got better days ahead. Yeah, he was my second pick for the yeah. category. Yeah. I'm actually going to vote against Najee. I don't. I don't like anything coming out of Pittsburgh this year. Yeah. All right, let's move to wide receiver. Jason, start us out on this one. I, I've got to feel – I feel like this team and this player are about to really hit the gas. And I'm going to go Devontae, Devontae Adams. Come on, somebody. I'll take all of that. Brandon, what about you? Um. Yeah. Uh, I think the turnaround – y'all might just be thinking I'm just one-sided here. But I do think Jamar Chase, because last year, he had a stud year last year. I just, for some reason, they're not clicking yet. Um, I mean, he's wide receiver 18 at this time last year. Mm-hmm. I think he was like one <laughs> so or two. I mean, he was he was up there at the top last year early. Um, it just, it's a shocker, but I think I think he's due for a 180, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're biased on that. He was second on my list. Uh, wide receiver was a tough category because – there's so many wide receivers, but when I'm thinking of ADPs and how successful they were supposed to have been, I'm going to sound biased. Uh, and Jason's going to laugh at me because I was such a hater on him, but I think he's got to be Jerry Judy. Um, he is right now wide receiver 36. I think with Russ's and his schedule being so favorable rest of season, I think he's going to be a benefactor of Russ's turnaround. And the added benefit comes of Cortland Sutton picking up most coverage from the other team's elite cornerback. So he's all—he's never playing the best CB on the other team. I think he'll sneak across the field very often and have a really good season the rest of the year. Yeah. He did have the one game he missed for injury, um, which sure. you know obviously does hurt his rankings. Um, but I like that. And last but not least, tight end. I'll start out this one. It's it's really honestly only between three guys in my mind, Waller, Pitts, or Kittle. Like, yep. when you get beneath that number 10 mark, you didn't really expect any of those guys to do anything anyways. So, uh-huh. 
of those three guys, I'm going to pick Darren Waller. Um, Vegas just got their first win against Denver. Is that right? Me saying that? Yep. Yep. Um, so I think that momentum is going to fuel that offense. They got a great schedule ahead. I think Waller bounces back. Brandon, what do you got? Uh, man, I'm going to go Pitts. Dude, I just think the talent's there. He just needs a guy who can actually get him the ball. Um, I just think the talent's going to rise eventually. It might take another week or so, um, but I do think he'll he'll take a 180 when they when they finally start to click. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, Pitts. What do you think, Jason? Uh, I'm a I'm a seller and a half on Pitts. Um, I know I me would, too, but I think there's talent there, man. There's talent. I'm, obviously, there's talent. I'm not gonna argue that there's not talent there, but uh, we're twenty. 20 plus games in his career, and he has one touchdown. And a week after we're talking about getting heavily involved, you're talking about an offense that only completes seven passes. I just don't, I don't see it happening. Um, I, uh, I'm going to go Waller, uh, just because, in my opinion, he exists in the best offense for a turnaround. Uh, Derek Carr is a very competent quarterback. Um, that, that team is too good to currently be one and three. They've got some pretty dumb losses on the season. Um, he's had a couple of games where he's had some high target rates. Um, he's going to eventually cash those targets in. I mm-hmm. do think that there is a bit of a battle between him and Devontae. Uh, I think before this season, obviously Waller was uh, the uh, safety net for Carr. Um, and I think the fact that Carr has that relationship with Devontae from college, that there is the uh, that, that he is now that safety net. Um, and I mean, you got guys Renfro. I mean, you got tons of people on that team that are. It's a very very talented offense. Mm-hmm. So um, I think if anybody can be the turnaround player at the tight end position, it's Darren Waller. And I will say this, once Renfro comes back, I think it's going to actually help him. Because right now, from what I heard this morning, there was a lot of double teaming on Devontae and Waller. Yeah. Um, so, like, when if you got that third guy that can command at least something, um, it's going to help open up the offense a little bit. So, um, I, can see, I can see Waller being the guy. Well, let's move into projections and wrap this thing up. Um, we got week five coming up pretty quick and some good matchups on the lineup. Brandon, lead us through the upcoming matchups and let's call some shots here. All right, let's do it, man. We'll start with uh, Barkley's Brawlers and cooking with Lamar. Finally, a name I can actually say on the podcast without stumbling. Uh, so <laughs> He had um, to change it, right? Yeah, man. He had to change it. He had to. Uh, Jason, we're going to start with you, man. I would I would put this in the matchup matchup of the week category. I believe. Ooh, I, think, I think this is the uh, this will probably be the closest game. Um, and I think that again, you know, Jimmy has a sneaky team. Um, man, I just I really like Lamar having a bounce back game. Um, I think matchup wise, there's a lot to like about all of his I, – I like Tim. I like Tim in this matchup. 
But uh, I think it's going to be a really, 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 really close game. Okay. What do you think, Rodney? Um, I'm going to agree. I like Tim's team more with Nick Chubb on it, but Mark Andrews is an added bonus, undoubtedly. I think Pat on the opposite end, if you're a matchup to matchup here, I think he catches in a dud against Buffalo. They're stout against pretty much everybody they play. Um, if I'm Jimmy, I'm – I'm going to take James Conner out of my lineup against Philly. I know he's a big name, but I'd rather have Ramondre going up against Detroit, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd make that switch. But looking across the board, um, against Vegas, Pat Mahomes could very much wash Lamar Jackson. I mean, that that's just going to be a really close matchup on a uh, quarterback level. But having A.J. Dillon as your RB2 is – is that what I'm seeing? Okay, because he's got JT in the flex. Yeah, he, he might. Not, JT might not even play with that ankle. He hasn't practiced yet this week. Um, so who knows what happens there? If JT doesn't play, I give it to, I give it to Jimmy and Caden. But if JT does play, I give it to, I give it to Tim. So I'm just gonna bold prediction here because I like Sweat's team top to bottom better, just on paper. Uh, but I'm just, you know what. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Mitchell contingent on Khalil Herbert maintaining the starting gig. I don't know David Montgomery's status, but I think Khalil Herbert needs to start because going up against a team like Josh, you can't have any holes in your lineup, right? So I'm gonna go Mitchell. Okay, bold, bold. Um, I'm gonna go. Um, man, Run CMC looks really good. Uh, looking through their whole lineup, it looks like they're gonna have to. He's gonna have to drop somebody. Um, just because he's got guys that are rated to play in his IR slot. So that's going to be interesting to see who he drops. Um, and the guys who he might drop look pretty good from what it looks like on this. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm actually going to go run CMC, um, on this one. I like, I like Justin Jefferson against Chicago. Um, and mixing against Baltimore, they've looked suspect. Um, this year, defensive wise, they did shore up some things last week against Baltimore. But um, Kyler Murray against Philly, I don't know. Philly looks really good defensively, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go run CMC. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, I, th- I think this is run CMC. Um, I I don't like Kyler. Uh, I mean, it's always a tell of two halves. It's first half garbage Kyler, and then second half turn it on Kyler. Um, that is but- true. I cannot stand Kyler um, against Philly. I don't, I don't see that turning out good. Um, I think Herbert has a monster game against Cleveland. I think that uh, Jefferson has a monster game against Chicago. Same with Evans against Atlanta. And, I mean, dude, you can't even call it the Baltimore defense anymore. Baltimore right. defense is garbage. Um, and so, Mixon, Mixon probably has a big day against Baltimore. So, um, I think – I think this is Josh's game to win, probably. It would be fun. It'd be a fun game to watch, but I think this is Josh's game to win. Yeah, yeah, and Pierce might have a really good game against Jacksonville. I mean, you saw what Miles Sanders did last week. So It's true. Yeah, yeah so. and he needs he needs Joe Mixon to do something. He needs some signs of life there. This would be, this would be a, a good defense to get it started against. Exactly. Roddy, where do you want to go now? Um, let's go me versus you, Brandon. Dude, um, the battle of the worst teams in the league right here. Yep, yep. We are the battle of the worst. Um, 
I'm I'm actually gonna go um I'm gonna go you this week. I think you're going you're gonna take me. I think you're gonna get out of the the goosehead column. Unless Eckler goes off against Cleveland, I'm I don't think I got a shot. Um I don't know, man. Uh, it, he looks he looked really good. I think he found his mojo again. Well, they probably just started like, you know, we should probably give him the ball a little bit more. Um, give him Why wouldn't you? I mean, I know. Um, but uh, if Clyde Edwards Lair just, I just needed need him to have less than eleven touches this week, and I might have a shot. You just so, need him to have less less than two touchdowns, right? Because that seems to be his mo right now. Well, it's every eleven touches he gets a touchdown. So if I can keep him from doing oh, that, so you're just. You're going. You're going for the odds here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, I like. Um, I, I think I'm gonna go Adams bomb. I think, uh, or I just feel down in the dumps. I don't have any faith in my team anymore. Uh, but I, I'm gonna go Adams uh, bomb this week. Even though Jalen Hurts can absolutely go off against Arizona this week, but um, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Adams bomb. Yeah, what I think I'm follow suit. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go myself as well. One for the same reason I had to last week because I'm I'm to the point of do or die. Like I'm to the point of fire selling my team. Um, if I lose a game again, I I just hate quitting this early in the season and just watching the rest of it with no stake in the game. So I I'm gonna pull myself. But even number two on a matchup level, like it's the first time I've been projected for over a hundred points all season and getting CEH and seeing what he did last week really gives me a solid RB one is what he's playing like, even with the low volume. Uh, but he took 11 touches or 11 carries for almost a hundred yards. So he's getting the yards per carry. Um, obviously he's getting the goal line carries for the most part, having Josh Allen, especially against the defense like Pittsburgh, like, Dude, that is saucy. I love it. Lenny needs to wake up. Uh, if there's a team um, that Tampa Bay's typically had their number on, it's Atlanta. So I'm hoping he just fires up in this one. And I love Devontae, pretty much any Vegas receiver against KC because they're going to be playing catch-up. And it's maybe some garbage-time stuff coming their way. But either way, I think Devontae Adams is going to have a good game. So just matchup based. TJ Hawkinson, New England's defense does not look great against tight ends. I think they're like 26th rank or something like that. But um, just down the board, I like the matchups. So I'll give it to myself based on that. Obviously, you got a good team. I think Chase rebounds in a big way. Um, I do think this, even though we're Mr. Irrelevance right now, I think it has the potential to be a shootout and a high-scoring game on both sides. Okay, Jason, man, what do you think? I think you guys are both one and four at the end of this week. <laughs> um, That's what I'm talking about, man. So, uh, I mean, I just think, Brent, I really think you got to address that running back two slot. Um, you got to figure out what's going to be happening there. Um, and Akers, I just don't think Akers is the answer. Uh, Rodney has less holes in his lineup. Uh, I guess of all the places you could say there's a hole, it's Pittman Jr., um, Gosh, who would have sure. thought that? Right. I mean, especially coming into the year, you, you would have thought that he was that the offense is just garbage. I mean, they, they've got to do they've got to do something to turn it around. But um, I think Josh Allen has a big game. I think Hertz has a big game too. Um, the only thing I tell I tell you the saving grace I'll give you here is um, AJ Brown uh, could potentially. Arizona does like to stack the box. Their front, their front seven or eight, pretty good. Um, 
So I think that they could have a field day wide receiver. So if AJ's the guy this week, there's a possibility that that stack of uh, Jalen and AJ help you move forward. Um, but I, I think I'm gonna give it to Rodney. Sounds good. My man, it's gonna be a good game. Though. Man, so three zero for that matchup. Man, Rodney, it looks like you got some good eyes this week. Clean slate, man. Um, I just swept it. So we're gonna go uh, Red Solo Cup. Then we'll finish it up with uh, your matchup, Jason. We're gonna go Red Solo Cup this week, uh, right here. Red Solo Cup and Saban's interns. Saban's interns have been hot the past two weeks. Man, they took out um, the number one scoring team the week prior, and then they took me out. Um, will they take out the 4-0 and Red Solo Cup this week, Casey's team? I don't think it's going to happen, guys. Um, <laughs> uh, I think Red Solo Cup's too strong from literally top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, and J.K. Dobbins only going to get healthier the longer and longer he plays in the in the in the year. Um, I don't know how they got Zeke Elliott at 10 and a half against the Rams. I guess they saw uh, Wilson Jr. do so good. They were like, you know what? Elliott might do better. Um, but I don't, I really don't see Elliott getting 10 and a half against the Rams. Um, so yeah, I, I really, I think, it, I think it's going to be a runaway to be honest. Um, I agree. Looking after this trade Casey made, um, honestly with myself and with Tim, uh, his top five are just loaded, man. They really are. I did. I even said this last week about JK. We all did. Me, you, and Josh. Yep. Um, we said, you know, there's no way JK has a great game against Buffalo, and he comes out and scores, you know, like 18 points and some change. Um, I think if he turns out to just get crazy hot. You got six players on that team that can put up big numbers, and D Swift is even injured. So you got a sick, nasty team. If Russell um, continues to perform the way he did this past weekend, sky's the limit for Casey. Uh, maybe a front runner for the championship if he's not already. So I give it to Casey just based on strength of his lineup. And I mean, Austin's going to have Derrick Henry. Josh Jacobs is suspect. I mean, he had a great week, but I kind of think that was more of a of a fluke. I don't know. Outlier. Yeah, a little bit of an outlier performance. I don't count on that every week for sure. But I like Jason's um, thought, even though it doesn't implement it this week. With D-Hop coming back, I think long-term Marquise Brown is more of a question mark. But definitely for this week, I got to give it to Casey just based on the consistency of the roster. I mean, I'm going to give it to Casey. Uh, The the only thing I think I would do different is – I'll be honest, I probably um, – I throw J.K. back on the bench this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I probably put Godwin in. Uh, Godwin had 10 targets last week, man. Um, and there's going to be – we all know that oh, uh, Tommy likes to throw that football. And um, having having those receivers and everybody healthy, uh, Atlanta's looked decent. They haven't looked amazing. Um, against the run, we've got some really good, talented cornerbacks. Um, but I just, I just feel like, you know, Tommy T's announced they're getting divorced. He's probably going to want to come out and show out. Um, so I would, I would say Godwin in plus ten targets last week. Man, he cashes one of those in for pay dirt, and you're in really good shape. Mm. And since he's been stout against the run, 
averaging like 3.6 yards carry or something like that. So might not be a bad, bad adjustment there to make. But, you know, Casey being a Baltimore guy, I see him keeping J.K. in just for the hometown fan fandom of it, you know? Sure. Yep. So, last but not least, we're going to go to Jason's game of the week. Um, so, it's going to be Jason against Prison Mike's The Mentors. Uh, Roddy, how do you see this thing playing out, man? Well. Projection-wise, um, it looks pretty tight. Yeah, projection-wise, it looks tight. I think Burrow can have, just like everybody else has had a massive game against Baltimore, I think Burrow does too. Um, with Amon Ra back, if he does in fact play, um, that's definitely a game changer on on uh, Jake's end. Yeah, but he's he's gonna have to. I mean, Najee against Buffalo doesn't look good. Najee hasn't looked good all year. The only wild card there is Kenny Pickett, who they've already listed at the top of the depth chart, so he's gonna be starting. Um, he needs needs guys to wake up if if Keenan Allen comes back. I mean, Mike Williams is a big question mark. So I think this is also going to come down to just uncertainty in the lineup and looking at Jason's side of the board, Tom Brady waking up, um, getting his weapons back, Miles Sanders doing what he's doing. Um, he keeps that up. Melvin Gordon being the guy, even though he's got four fumbles this year, we're going to have to watch that closely. But you got um, you got potential on both teams right here. Um, but based on matchups, and I don't see Cal Pitts bouncing back against Tampa Bay. Their defense is pretty stout. Um, I, I'm going to give it to Jason this week. All right. Um, I'll, I'll go. I'll go, um, and then I'll let Jason wrap it up. Um, I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna. Man, it's it's close, but I do like um, uh, Jason's matchups a little bit better. Um, Najee against Buffalo. I don't. I don't see Buffalo. I don't see him doing much. But the one, the one guy that could be the wrecking crew in all this is James Robinson against Houston. Because I mean, we saw what um, what uh, slumber of a wake up that was for Eckler and Robinson. I mean, he could he could have a monster game as well. Um, but yeah, I I like from. From top to bottom, I think I like Jason's team better this week, just matchup wise. And Tom Brady normally has Atlanta's number, so, um, so just for that reason, yeah, I'm gonna go Jason. What do you think, buddy? I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna give you a hot take. You ready? No. Both of these defenses have at least 15 points. Oh, mm. I, I can see it, especially um, 49ers against Carolina. They might I, score 30 this week. I think I think both of these defenses have at least fifteen points. Uh, Kenny Pickett, God bless him, but I'm mean, his first start is against the Buffalo defense, which is I, I just I see a lot of interceptions and a lot of sacks. Um, I I like I like it. Um, obviously, uh, if St. Brown plays, I like it a little less. Um, I, I, I am nervous about Robinson versus Houston. Yeah. Uh, everything else I think I'm okay though. I, I like, I like Miles Sanders going against Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to have somebody besides a rookie as my wide receiver too, but, uh, 
I think Tyreek Hill can just have a really, really fun day against the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then Higby, man, Higby's averaging like 11 targets a game. At some point in time, he's got to get a touchdown. Um, so, <laughs> it's I, would, dude. I feel like I'm going to be all right. I would say, you know, somewhere in the hundreds. But I definitely think something crazy. I mean, I could see Carolina, they scored what? They scored 22 points. I mean, 49ers scored for 22 points on defense left. 21 mm-hmm. last night mm-hmm. against a very good offense. Um, yeah. They're going to play a very bad offense. Dude. So, uh, it, it, could be, uh, it could be the tale of two defenses uh, to win this game. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I'm going to give myself a slight edge, so I'm going to pick me in the game. I know you don't like him this far in the season from what you've seen, but I think – you should swap and give McLaurin one more chance against Tennessee's defense. You should. Oh, just, that that they're so. Miami's cornerbacks so are really decent, and Tennessee's very suspect. If there's a chance he can get a deep ball pass, I think this is the week. I hear you. I hear you. I don't know. It's just it's one of those. It's just so. I, I get it. I get why you'd have him on the bench though, but like you know, you got Zach Wilson coming in and. Obviously, Garrett's looked really good with Joe Flacco, but, like, man, six targets only, two receptions from Zach Wilson last week, and you're playing, like, a like a pretty decent secondary in Miami. But, you know, anyways, that's that's about the only adjustment, unless Michael Thomas plays, of course, that I, that I could see you could make. Gotcha. I'll take that into consideration. Well, fellas, that wraps up projections. Jason, really, really appreciate you coming on board the podcast. Hey, thank you guys for asking me. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, guys, next week we got none other than the points leader. As of now, maybe it changes this week. The points leader uh, going to be joining us, Mr. Mitchell Johnson, manager of Thextual Thielen. The greatest name in fantasy. Week. Number one name in fantasy. Yeah, number, number one name in fantasy. Absolutely. Uh, maybe after this week he's the all-out number one team in fantasy. Who knows? But nonetheless, we'll have him on here jumping in with us next week uh but until then guys we've been enjoying this podcast appreciate you guys tuning in reminders spotify and apple podcast you can tune in on either platform uh good luck on game days coming up before we know it see you guys next time all right guys take it easy good luck